Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. <laughs> Seriously, yes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just got to have that Ron Burgundy moment so you can get started. You know, the, unique uh, in New York. Unique New York. The, the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. And what we do is being back here for the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. Adam. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Excellent, man. Uh, I'm still I'm still full from that uh, that dinner we had over at Stevens yesterday, man. That was a lot of fun. That was a good meal. Yeah, damn good meal, damn good time. Got to play some Smash. Got to hang out with uh, <clears throat> you know with the boys. Um, you know, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself because we got so much to talk about. But you know, I didn't even introduce us. You know, I'm your host as always, Chris Adams. With me as always is Adam, aka Nathan Lane. So, man, yeah, like I said, we got a lot to talk about today. A um, lot of, just a lot to unpack. Um, yep. And we've got, as far as, you know, as far as, like, that goes, but then we've got, like, you know, a really fun main topic to talk about that we all kind of collaborated on. But, you know, we'll get to that. But we, you know, you know we got to start things off like we always start out. Also, the last bit of, uh, the last bit of news for 2018 because we won't be back until 2019 if uh, my schedule serves me correctly. That is true. So we're we're ending 2018 with a bang, but you know we're going to do it one more time for this year, and that's the news. All right, Adam, where to start? We've got so much to talk about. Yeah, there's a ton. I guess uh, we can cover, cover the quick thing first. I think, like, as we were <laughs> recording last time, Alex chose his promo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's did the June promo, so it's still got a while. But he chose uh, <laughs> Opus One uh, Heroic Parts. Why not? I think it's a good card. It looks really good. I think that'll be a, I think it'll really pop as a uh, full art promo. Turns out, I think any cards that are green look good full art. Yep, that uh, Chinese just stole it. I think looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't about it when I first saw it, but the more I look at it, I'm like, now nah, that that's a real pretty card. And I think I think it, it's the green. You know what I mean? Yep. <clears throat> so that's good. We'll so what we can expect to see that in June. Um, that that was the quick piece. Everything else is you know we're we're, we're opening up the treasure chest and we're unpacking. Uh, the first big thing that we got here was the schedule for the petite cup circuit yep there was a there was a very familiar place on that list yes yeah, so I'll, I'll run it down really quick yeah so we have uh the reunion obviously january 12th mm-hmm. in florida uh january 26th is epic games and oregon mm-hmm. february 2nd is desert sky games in arizona mm-hmm. february 9th that's the uh fanfare that's actually not a petite cup even though it's on this list so that's okay. kind of weird but it's not a petite cup uh, okay. Then we have uh, the New York Petit Cup, which is at the Uncommons, obviously in New York. Uh, the Toronto Petit Cup at Harry Tarantula in Toronto. That's and an then, awesome name, by the way. <laughs> it's pretty good. And then, yeah, I mean, you might have heard of uh, RVA Battlegrounds. They're getting a Petit yeah, Cup. Them. They're, they're an okay shop. Yeah, February 23rd. Uh, I'm sure we'll be there. Uh, and then the Kansas Petit Cup slash uh, Petit Cup Finals is on March 9th and 10th at Collector's Cash. Also an excellent store. So, um, you know, a lot of these names that are on this list, uh, you know, specifically like Collector's Cash, uh, Epic Games, you know, these are very familiar names in the community. You see them, you know, uh, Battlegrounds as well, obviously. You see them streaming all the time. You know, they, they really put their face out there. And I'm very deserving of these um, 
of these, you know, of, of having these official events. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, Adam, which one's uh well, obviously we're all going to be there for the Richmond event. We're going to be streaming it. So, you know, look, be on the lookout for the uh, RVA returners streaming the Richmond Petite Cup. Um, we're talking about going to the New York one like to go play. Yeah, I, I think it's not terribly too far. What It's probably like five hours for us to get there. Yeah, not, not terrible. Um, so it, I'm not 100% yet, but it should be fine. We'll probably have to leave pretty early in the morning, but like, mm-hmm. I think it's doable. And then obviously the reunion, I'll be there. You're you're commentating. I'm playing. So yep, yep. So the reunion is coming up. Uh, flights are booked. Um, how you know lodging is acquired. It's we're we're in. And it's so funny that like because I'm flying separately or like flying a different schedule that we all ended up on the same flight going out. I mean, maybe it's not that weird because it's you know we're flying the rocket bus that is known as Spirit out of Richmond. And I can't imagine too many spirit flights around noon are happening. Right. But no, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really excited to see. Um, and what's really cool is I, I think even though there was a lot of outcry about the, um, the, I guess, the end result of the petite cups, like what you get out of it, I still think a lot of people are going to show up to these just to play and, you know, prize out. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, like, right, if it's within driving distance, you should go. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, I'm only flying to the reunion because I had committed to it like before it was even a petite cup because it was more of like a, hey, let's all get together as a community and hang out kind of thing. The fact that exactly. it also happens to be in a petite cup is just a plus. Exactly. Um, but I'm not going to like, you know, fly to Oregon or anything. Like, I, <laughs> I hope that they do well and like a ton, I'm sure tons of people will show up to those too, but like, I'm not going to yeah. fly out of my way. And there's also a good chance that like, if I win or top four one of these things, I don't know if I'm going to even be able to make it to Kansas for the finals. Right. As so. much as I'd love to head out that he- that way and hang out with Cody, um, I just don't know if I'd be able to make it either. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's more about, like, I I got to save my vacation time for Crystal Cups um, mm-hmm. because I feel those matter more to me. And so if I have to miss the Petite Cup finals, like if I qualify for that and I have to miss it to go to an extra Crystal mm-hmm. Cup, I'm going to do that. So Absolutely. And I'm actually glad you put it that way because that's the perfect segue into the next piece of news, the uh, – you know the the fan fest, or as it was renamed, fan fair, I believe. Yep. Um. So tickets went on sale Friday at noon. Was it fr- yeah, Friday? Friday at three our time. Okay, three o'clock our time, noon Pacific time. The tickets were sold out within eight minutes. Yeah, I think it was like eight to ten minutes. Yeah, somewhere around there. <clears throat> yeah, and this was. I guess this was one. This was a hot button issue for some people. Um, I know you and I wanted to go. I, I was actually on the page as soon yeah. as it went live, looking at tickets. But then yeah. I was like, you know, I I can't take the time off. And the one flight that we saw like, going out of there out of Richmond was like what three hundred and seventy bucks or something like that. It was around four hundred dollars, and it was <laughs> one flight, and we would still would have been pushing it because like you know I get out of work at five. Uh, mm-hmm. The flight late leaves at like. 7 10 so like you're asking yeah. me to get out of work i basically have to go straight from work already packed to an airport mm-hmm. spend yeah. 400 dollars on the ticket to fly to la maybe sleep do the fan fest and then fly right back yeah it would have just been exhausting so like i was on the page and i was like no nope, can't do it I, I, have, I have to draw the line in the sand can't go and that's a shame because i really yeah. want to go but you know i don't i don't know i i, I think why I brought up that there was a lot of uh, a lot of heat on this one was because of how just how quick the tickets popped up. Like it was like, oh, by the way, 
Um, tickets are going on sale at noon. Hope you're awake. Hope you're glued to your computer because otherwise you're going to miss it. And it was capped at 125. And I believe the 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 venue is the exact same ballroom that was for Nats. It's definitely the same hotel. I'm not sure if it's the exact same ballroom, but it's definitely the same hotel. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean. You know, it's kind of a thing that they wanted to do, I think, uh, as, like, a cool gesture. And maybe they, they couldn't probably commit but so many resources to it, right? And no, sure, sure, so, sure. So booking this is probably the easiest thing for them to do. And if they do that, then they have to cap it at a certain number. Um, right. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was, yeah, they, like, we didn't know the time the tickets were going to go on sale until that morning. Of course, like, we were up. Like, I saw that, yeah. and I was, I, I, I was more than prepared to get my tickets <laughs> if I was going to go. Right, uh, I, and I almost bought a ticket and said, you know, fuck it, I'll figure out the flight later. But then when, you know, because, like, you were looking at flights and I was looking at tickets and we were just like, nah, because yeah. we would have had to take, we would have had to prepare more, take time off. And this kind of goes back to what we were saying last week, that it, it was kind of, it was very fast that this thing was happening. And, you know, we want to save that time off. We want to make sure we can travel for Crystal Cups. Yep. Like, I think that's the big thing. So, like, it's a shame. I, I really hope everybody has a great time at this fan event because they've got some really fun stuff planned, like a 3v3, um, like just a bunch of, like, alternate formats. I think, isn't there, like, a title tournament as well? Title, 3v3, and then something called a boss fight, which I don't know what that is. Yeah, and I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, for everybody who got their ticket and they're going, man, have a great time. You know, we'll be thinking about you. Or, you know, we're mad we can't make, can't be there, but, you know, for those who are there, have fun. Have a great time. Yeah, that's the way I see it, too. Like, everybody that got tickets, I hope they have fun. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm, yeah, I'm sure we're going to go next year, so. Oh, absolutely. Um, and maybe next year, I think they'll, you know, they'll realize that, you know, it, obviously there is a demand for it. And, you know, and th this is kind of indicative of the entire competitive, what I think is going to be indicative of the entire competitive season. Um, what's happening in the game right now just reminds me, it's like a kid going through, uh, like, a growth spurt, but they haven't bought any new clothes yet. So like they're, they're just, they just can't fit the pants anymore. Their, their, their legs are hanging out now and they just can't button anymore. And I feel like that's kind of where we're going with this game right now. Um, may, so maybe next year that'll be taken into account if the game continues to grow at the rate that it is, that we'll have a legit like fan fest for this game. Yep. So, but you know, that's, that's, you know, it's bittersweet, but you know, I know Steven and Lord Byron are going, you know, and uh, Muhammad's also going as well. So we've got, you know, some Virgin Virginia representatives there, which is nice. So, you know, spread the good word, do the King's work while you're out there, but most importantly, have a good time. Um, <clears throat> now the next piece, um, there was something, was it yesterday or Friday that they announced the, um, the la pretty much what the last two world spots are going to be? Friday, uh, I think. It was announced at the same time as the promo, which we'll talk about in a second too, I, I think. Okay. So the Gen Con is going to be pretty much the last two spots for Worlds, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I have a few questions about this. Obviously, they're probably not going to be able to be answered yet. Does this mean there's three events at Gen Con? So is Gen Con a Crystal Cup plus these two mystery spots? I mean, I mean, I hope so. The more, the more events, the merrier. It'll give me more stuff to do. I mean, because I, I plan on going to Gen Con again this year anyway, yeah. um, just because I, as a just a consummate just game like tabletop gaming nerd I, I had a blast last year yeah here's my guess and this is like nothing's confirmed this is just me guessing sure. I'm, I'm gonna guess there's two events at gen con and gen con's not gonna be a crystal cup mm -hmm. that that's my guess 
and my and but it basically is it's not a crystal cup but it is if that makes sense mm-hmm. and i think one of them's going to be title mm-hmm. and i think the other one's going to be the two deck format mm-hmm. that's my guess i mean i'd be fine with that and so you're right. going to have two spots two world spots at gen con and then you're still going to have the other six crystal cups and then mm-hmm. if if they do it that way, we kind of didn't lose any crystal cups. You know, how I said before, like we really only have six crystal cups technically. Yep. But if they do it that way, we still basically have the same amount we had last year. No, that's true. That is true. So we'll see how that unfolds. I'm I'm interested to see how it happens because I, I know I'm going to Gen Con again this year. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm uh. Yeah, you know, I heard the word title and my ears perked up like like a little that, puppy dog. It's again not confirmed, but. That's my guess, and I feel like they're they've been pushing it a lot, and mm-hmm. you know, it was sealed last year, and I feel like they're pushing title more than sealed this year, and so I feel like it's going to be title. That's just my uh, my feeling. Sure, I mean it's you know, and we we you know we've been pretty right on some things being on the outside looking in. You know, we we don't have any kind of like inside scoop on things. So if anybody you know that's for anybody who might think that we have you know our you know our ear to the streets on this, we we just. We've been around the block once or twice, if that makes sense. Yep. So, uh, so after that, um, I know also this weekend uh, they showed the box topper promo for Opus Eight. Yep, I'm excited for yeah. it. I know that. Yeah, I think it's a good card. I really do. Yeah, I, I saw some people thinking that it's not great. Um, mm-hmm. I well, think let's, let's, let's let's read what it does first. Let's yeah. do that. And... I mean, so I'll, I can read it. So it's a cloud. Yeah. He's 5 mm-hmm. CP forward EX burst. Uh, job soldier, category 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he enters the field, choose a forward opponent controls. Deal at 3,000 damage plus 1,000 for each damage point you received. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when Cloud is put from the field to the break zone, you may remove 10 cards from your deck uh, from the game. And if you do, return Cloud to the field dole. Mm-hmm. Which means you can trigger his ability again. Yeah, And he's a 9k, if I didn't yeah. say that. Yeah, I, I think the card's fine. I think, you know... We're we're looking at another card that's, I guess, effectively a better a better Cecil, or it's just a Cecil that's in fire. Yes, yeah. this, this this card is a red Cecil. That's what this mm-hmm. card is. It literally like reads like a fire Cecil. Yep. No different. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so I don't understand how people think it's bad if the same people think that Cecil's good. Like exactly, it's it's the same card, and I I think. I think it'll see play in not just fire decks, but a lot of like X fire decks as well. I, I just think it's a good card. It does a lot. And, you know, if it dies to like a Diabolos and you just bring it back for the cost of 10 cards, you could potentially be killing another thing. And now you've, you, you've just, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they got to activate all their backups, but it's like, okay, cool. You wasted your Diabolos on that. And now he's back at the cost of, you know, 10 cards. But I could probably end up winning the game the next turn because I have that body out, you know? Right. And the reason that, like, you know, people are going to be like, oh, well, Dark Lord, right? Like, but the thing is, this is a May, right? Like, you don't have to do this. Yeah, like, like if you have another one in your hand, don't do it. Yeah, this is like, I'm going to do this if I'm going to win the game. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like, otherwise, like, fine, you got him. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Also, he's a burst, which is nuts. Yeah. It's just like Cecil, right? Like... Cecil mm-hmm. is already a good card, kind of, and then you're just like, oh, he's got a burst too? Sweet. And it's yep. also like Cecil where like if he hits on the first couple points, it's not going to be great, but if he hits mm-hmm. anywhere past point two, like mm-hmm. he's probably going to kill something. And also yep. the damage in some in a lot of situations is going to be better than the dull break because if you've already blocked, 
you can mm -hmm. still stack that little bit of damage to kill something. Yep, or you can just play the two CP Furion or backup VV or forward VV. There, there's like there, there's just a lot of things you can do with that. Where sometimes Cecil just misses. Yep, I think this um, misses less than Cecil, but Cecil can kill more things if that makes sense. Like because he's just straight break, and yeah. Cloud is damaged. There's more things that can mess with Cloud, but mm -hmm. there's more situations where Cloud is better. Yeah, Cecil. like it's less restrictive, right? They don't have to be dull. Um, it's always going to be a minimum of 4k if it comes off a burst. Yep. So I, I think it's a great card. I think I think it'll it'll see play. I just don't know in what capacity. Um, I think it'll be fantastic in title. Oh yeah, my title deck's going to be changing for sure. I mean, I'm going to get more than this card, so mm -hmm. my title deck's going to be vastly different. I think. Absolutely. And uh, you also said um, I, you know, I just heard about this this morning. You said they are doing another uh, another like dark crystal cup before Nats. Yeah, that was kind of part of the crystal cup announcements uh, that there will be another LCQ. It'll be called the dark crystal cup, but obviously there's no worlds invite attached to it. It's just top four go to Nats. So j j pretty much just like it was the one last year. Yep, I think it's going to be literally exactly the same. Uh, well, I hope I don't have to play in that one this year and go X one, make it to top eight, and then just get destroyed. But you know, I couldn't. I couldn't. I I couldn't have been destroyed by a by a better human being. Yep. I mean, hopefully you don't have to play in it, right? That's the goal. Yeah. Well, that, that's the goal. Hopefully, I can just be there, and you know, hopefully none of us have to play in it. But you know, yep. We'll 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 burn that bridge when we get to it. Um. And you know, you mentioned um crystal cup dates. Uh. For the, e, for EU. Yeah. 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 So they've uh they have announced all of theirs. If you want to read those off. Uh, yeah, so we got the Ice Crystal Cup in Germany on mm -hmm. March the 9th and 10th. Okay, yeah, these mm -hmm. are two days. Sorry, I was reading it weird. Uh, then the Water Crystal Cups in the UK on the 4th and the 5th of May. Mm -hmm. uh, the Italy Crystal Cup is Wind, and that's on the 18th and 19th of May. Same month, that's kind of weird. Oh, wow. Uh, that's yeah, then the Fire Crystal Cup in Spain for on the 13th and 14th of June. The Lightning Crystal Cup in France on the 20 and 21st of July. And mm -hmm. then the Belarus Crystal Cup, uh, Earth Crystal Cup on the 7th and 8th of September. Okay. So it sounds like <clears throat> these are going to take us all through summer into fall, kind of like last year. Um, and I guess you can expect ours to kind of do the same, right? Yeah, I expect ours to be pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could, I would expect it to be on weekends around that. Maybe not the same weekend, just for the sake of being able to watch streams and things like that. Yeah, probably also yes, because Square's going to do probably their official stuff. So I would assume we won't, ours won't be on these same weekends. Mm -hmm. But we'll probably get see. yeah, like one a month, kind of how they're doing. Yeah, and I could see it being like maybe the week before, the week after, or something like that. Just, just and, and that's good, right? Because then you know, you know, we can watch like the EU streams, they can watch our streams, and just it's it just it's more content for everybody, which is fantastic. Um, I think there's one more piece of news. I don't know, Adam. I may have not written it down. Uh, I mean, if we want to talk about the reunion. Well, I mean, yeah, reunion is coming up. Like I said, fl flights are booked, uh, lodging is acquired. Uh, it's right around the corner. Like I said, you know, I'm not playing. Uh, me and Matt Rice will be holding down the booth. So, you know, if you're not there, tune in, man. We're gonna we're gonna entertain the masses. We're gonna call the shots, and uh, we're just gonna have a good time. And um, Adam, I know you're playing, and I know you've started to kind of narrow down what it is you want to play. Um, how, how do you feel going into it? Um, 
I mean, I'm not really trying to keep anything a secret, to be honest. Yeah. I like, I'm not like a hundred percent confident, but I've been playing pretty decent lately. Uh, I'm probably gonna be bringing something weird mm-hmm. to play. I, I know I'm pretty aware of like what at least what I feel the best three decks in the game are right now, and that's like Mono Wind, Wind Water, and Earth Wind. Yep, not not in any order really, but it's mm-hmm. those three. Uh, but I've been like doing kind of my own personal stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's been testing pretty well, so I'm I'm kind of leaning on those decks that I've been playing. So you might see like the thirteen monster deck or some rebels or something like. I don't I haven't decided what I'm playing yet, but like mm-hmm. I'm between those things right now. There's mm-hmm. a chance I might just cop out and bring mono wind or wind water though. So <laughs> take the layup, right? Yeah, but I I think it'll be a good time, man. I can't wait to see everybody, and I can't wait to. Oh man, that uh, that the house we're staying at is going to be off the rails. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fun, and I mean a lot of fun people in the house too. <laughs> you guys have been dying to have me and Alejandro under the same roof, and uh, well, asking you shall receive. It's going to be a great weekend. Should be good. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a good time. It's going to be nuts. So the last piece of news, um, we have coming up on the 29th, the uh the community award thing that uh Tantalus and the Choker Bros have put together. You know, I know they have the list of categories and the nominees that everybody's seen. I know, I know it's kind of a divided community, right, um, on this. I, I think it's a great idea. Um, I think I think some of the categories are a little loose, but I, I think it's the beginning of something that I think we could do every year, and it'll just get better and better, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is that, like, it was no matter the hate you have, the nominations that you see that you don't agree with, like, it's from a good place. Like, it's all about yeah. celebrating the community. Absolutely. And so nothing was, like, I don't think anything was put on there to, like, make people mad. I agree. I agree so, with that. I you think know. It was just, they wanted to recognize the people that have made a name for themselves. Or, and, like, here's the thing, too, right? Like, I, I'm all about, I love this community. I would give any anybody who plays this game in this community their sh- the shirt off my back if they needed it. And I sincerely mean that. But I think some of the hatred is coming from communities that don't really put themselves out there, right? I, I think, you know, this game is a, a very grassroots stage. You know, if you have a community and you're passionate about the game and you want to build the game, like, put put yourself out there. You know, post in the group. You know, do, you know make... You can make a YouTube channel. Make some videos. You know, stream stream your weeklies if you have them. You know, I, I get it. Not everybody can do that. You know, maybe you have a really small scene. It's maybe like two of you guys that play at your kitchen table and you're super passionate about it. But I think I think if you want the, the recognition that, you know, maybe if you want to be in that group, you know, put your name out there. Because I think that there, there's a good chance there's somebody that doesn't post, that doesn't, you know, stream, doesn't travel, that is probably insanely good at this game and could really make a name for themselves if if they maybe take that next step i'm not saying you anybody has to do that but i think if if there's going to be some animosity towards some of these awards or this whole concept and some of the community feels excluded well include yourself we are all inclusive we love to have people we love when people post decks we love when people say hey my community did this my community did that we want i want to see more of that but i feel like a lot of times it's just coming from the same places so if you look at a lot of these nominations for these awards, these are the names from these communities that are putting themselves out there. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I 
and I think pe- people shouldn't be afraid to do that. Like, this community's pretty welcoming. Like, share your yeah. results, post your results on FFDEX. No one's going to, like, you know, it, get your scene out there, I guess, is what I'm saying. Exactly. And no one's going to say all that deck's garbage or what are these guys playing out there? Like, this, this game is so wide open and it's such a brewer's paradise. Yes, there are, like, distinct top decks. But if I see results from, I don't know, we'll, we'll pick a place that you don't really hear about, maybe, I don't know, like North Dakota or Kentucky or something and you see some really wild lists, best believe people are going to try them to see what it's all about because maybe you know something we don't. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and that's and I th- and that's really my spiel on that. I, I know I'm presenting an award. I'm presenting uh, – I don't want to say – I think I'm presenting uh, – yeah, I'm presenting best website, I believe. So that will be a lot of fun, man. I'm really excited to actually be a part of it. I know I'm nominated in a couple categories. So, you know, we'll see what happens, you know. I think there's a lot of great names on these lists that are all deserving of these awards. And I think there, I think there are some omissions of people that I think are very deserving of a lot of these awards. So, you know, I think it's the start of something great and I can't wait to see it like grow. And as communities grow and as the game grows, it will become a lot more inclusive. Um, but just know I will be wearing a tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> so be ready for that. I mean, so, how, how else can you say you want to be formal, but you like to party at the same time? Right? That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> dear six ounce, dear six pound, four ounce baby Jesus. But I think that's the last piece of news that we got. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's it. I think. Do, do we cover all the headlines? I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, have have the late the late news come back on. Yep. All right, cool. So what we want to do here, um, you know, kind of you know jumping from that into. You know, we love making lists here on the on our podcast, um, and I think you know, 2018 is you know we we this is our this was kind of the culmination of our first year actually doing something. You know, we came onto the scene back in what February is when um we did our first episode. What in February? I think when, I believe um, that's right. I think that's right. It, it was right after ARG Charlotte and the Kefka Cup. So it was that weekend. I mean, this um, is episode 38. There's 52 weeks in the year. You do the math. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the math checks out, right? And so, like, you know, we, we've we've seen a lot of stuff in this game. And um, I know a lot of, you know, as the sets have progressed, I, I don't want to use the word power creep, but there have been some very, very powerful cards that have popped up or cards that have popped up and made you reevaluate older cards. And I think... I'm pretty sure a while back we did like a top five forwards, top five summons, all that. But I think we want to do something different. Like we wanted to do what we think. We want to take a snapshot of, you know, where where we're at ending 2018. Yeah. So these are like current in the current meta. Not really like, not strictly power level because I think that would be a slightly different list. But it's basically just like in the current meta, these are the best five cards from each element. Yep. And in, in our top. in our opinion, obviously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and there's definitely a lot of room for debate on some of these because as we were, because we, uh, you know, we were sitting there with Adam Duncan doing this list, and we were all just like, "Wow, we forgot about this card, or we forgot about this card. This card's amazing, but you know, where does it fit like currently in the meta?" And every, pretty much every element list came down to, "All right, well, we've all three agreed on these three cards, so those three are definitely in. Yep. So now we've just got to fill in the blanks." So, yeah, what we're going to do is we have, like I said, like Adam said, the five, the top five cards currently that we feel for each element. And also an honorable mention. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. Um, Adam, we're starting with fire, correct? Yep, that's correct. All right, so our honorable mention for fire, this one was tough. 
uh, was actually Aegis. I think Aegis brought something to fire that was a that was needed because of all these new warriors of light and the fact that it allows you to play fire as kind of a splash element with all with other two drops because he's not restricted as to what he can put in. But I also think he was the card that really boosted the Warrior of Light tribal. Yeah. Um, and I think as long as Warrior of Lights continue to be a thing and fire continues to be this kind of low to the ground, aggressive, uh, Aegis will have a home in, in fire decks, I think, as, as either a two or a three of. Yeah, so. and there were a couple other like honorable mention like cards that were almost here too, like Vivi and uh, Starter Godot. Warrior of Light and Godot. Yeah, because um, those three cards are uh, all of those cards are excellent. I think, I think the the Starter Warrior of Light might be one of the best fire cards they've ever printed. Yeah, it's up there. I mean, it, it's in the top ten, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, most of these cards, their only problem is they're red, right? Like those yeah, yeah, that's that is in fact most of their issues. Yeah. So but, uh, yeah, I was gonna. So I'll go through the top five, I guess, really quick. And this is in, yeah. in order from five to one, uh, mm-hmm. how we rank this. So number five is Belias. Number four mm-hmm. is Opus Three Phoenix. Number mm-hmm. three is Opus Five Phoenix. Number two is Meath. And number one is uh, Vermilion Bird. Let's see, Ketuna. Yeah. So the reason we picked these five, right? We're starting with Belias. Belias is just a great value summon it's always been one of the best summons in fire because it gives you all the keywords it gives you a buff and it replaces itself yeah i mean think about we were talking yesterday like what what a good modal summon in fire would be and the more we thought about it we were just like i can't just do these things because belias already does that for two cp and draws a card yep um yeah so i mean it just does a lot for for how cheap it is Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it is kind of hard to fit it into a deck a lot of times because you want to run these other two phoenixes that are right above it mm-hmm. most of the time um, so you don't belias kind of has been falling off a little bit but it's still pretty insane yeah Bel- belias is a card now too and you know especially since you know i play 12 title and i use that thing in title it is it's the best summon in the deck and i think a lot of times like when i was playing fire ice back you know back in opus 4 and opus 5 belias was the best summon in the deck so yeah. I, I think I think that card will always. I feel like when you're building fire decks, Belias is always a card that like it's always like when when you have your seventy cards going into your fifty card deck, I feel like two or three copies of Belias are always there. Yeah, Belias is like always on the maybe list <clears throat> at least. Um, Absolutely. And if it warrants it, like if you have some kind of slight pingy stuff or just big dudes that would benefit from first strike and guys that benefit from haste. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's really... And it draws you a card. There's not many fire cards that draw you cards. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that it replaces itself is huge. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, just another good summon, uh, the Opus 3 Phoenix. Uh, this uh, this card is something that, you know, I've just recently started playing a lot with. The card is stupid. And I think it got better for fire with the addition of that the two-player starter set because of Furion and Warrior of Light. Yeah, I think that kind of pushed it over the top a little bit. You can tell they were slowly trying to push this since Opus 5. This, like, mm-hmm. fire, 2CP, I'm going to kill you really fast kind of deck. Mm-hmm. And it, every time they printed more of these really good 2CP forwards, like, Phoenix just got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, not only that, but the reason, at least I argued to put both Phoenixes on here, is because the most meta deck with fire in it is, like, any type of Urian J deck that runs Phoenixes. And so yep. you're either going to play Earthwind with Big Phoenix, or you're playing like straight Urian J with both Phoenixes, or you're playing mm-hmm. some weird control deck that has one or the other. 
So that was kind of why I argued that it was funny because at first we were trying to think of forwards and stuff, and then I was like, you know what? I don't think Fire deserves to have any forwards in the top five. I know no. that's sad, but like no, because they're a fantastic splash element right now, and I think I think their utility cards do so much for yep. other archetypes. Yeah, and then the top two, right? Mm-hmm. Like I almost want to reverse them, maybe, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure because the more I talk, I talk about and think about Meath, like I think he's the best fire card we've seen in a while. Yeah, no, um, I agree with that 100%. He just allows you to do things. And mm-hmm. the fact that he can discard light and dark cards or go get light and dark cards or go get any element that he wants is really nuts to me. You just have to build your deck in a way that benefits him, which isn't mm-hmm. hard. You just have to run multiple two or three drops. And then, you know, people aren't thinking about the fact that I can play backups that replace themselves to play this backup to pitch that to go get another forward. You know, like Dominion Legionary is a great example, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, now I can play a fire backup to get me mm-hmm. a four-cost fire backup, then play a two-cost fire backup, pitch the four-cost I searched to go get a four-cost forward. And now I have yep. a forward that I wanted and two backups on the field. Yep. Hell, maybe even three if you play it right. Because um, I'm, I'm basing all this a lot of on the um, the Earth Fire Warrior of Light deck that really runs that value train. And I know Mono Fire runs that same value train as well. Like, there's a lot there. And I know we kind of glazed over the uh, the 7 CP Phoenix. The reason that card is good is for the exact same reasons that the Opus 3 Phoenix is good. Yeah, uh, it just has more targets, right? I think the value of targets outside of Fire for the big Phoenix is better. Right, you got yeah, things I like Thought Season Day and like Yostola, like Halicarnassus, Noctis. <laughs> there, there's a lot. The list is very long. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I don't, I don't want to like move on to win before we at least touch on Ktuna. Like she was our number one. Yeah. Um, she does a lot for Fire, and I feel like once, maybe next set, maybe two sets when Fire's in a really good place, because I do feel like they're slowly making it better. I mean, oh, I agree. Just think about our next element, Wind. Right, like. Two or three sets ago, Wind was like, ah, okay, Mono Wind's okay, but it ain't that great. And now mm-hmm. you're messing up if probably if you're not playing a deck with Wind in it. So mm-hmm. I think it's slowly getting there, and I think is going to be a big part of it. Uh, the fact that you can cast a summon from your deck, four or less, and then now all your summons are buffed by 1k is a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like a free piece of removal, and it, it, just, it does a lot. It does an awful lot, and... I think that was the card from Opus. That was Opus Six. Uh, yes, yeah. You know, because there was a, there was another K two in Opus Five that wasn't great. Yeah, that was the <clears> one that went with Vermilion Bird that broke all your backups. Yeah, yeah, that one's not great. Um, but this one I think is I, I think if you're as Fire continues to evolve, it is a cornerstone of the deck. I, I think it always will be. Yep. And so I think with that we can move to Wind. For this one was the three CP Zidane. Um, you'll notice that this is the only Zidane that's going to be on this list because I think right now, this one is just such a hoser. You know, you're just you're just taking critical pieces out of people's hands when the game because the games are starting to go a little bit longer, right? There's more build time now. Zidane can just stop you cold. Yeah, I think like a turn two or three of the three CP Zidane is kind of a ball buster. A lot of times, mm-hmm. I mean, the good players that play it are going to take whatever you were planning next turn like you know if it's like water and they play a backup and i play a back like say i go first i play a backup they play a backup i play zidane mm-hmm. and i'm like oh facilia that's cool get that out you know yep. um or if they or like on a later turn when they play their win backups and they drop um alara and they go to get yuri and you're like zidane get rid of yuri yep 
You know, it's, just, it's such a great counterplay. Yeah, I mean, he's really good. Um, <laughs> I think the 4CP is also really good, but he didn't quite make our list. This was probably the hardest five yeah, to put I agree down. with that. I um, agree with that 100%. Yeah, so the five were Mog 11, uh, Legendary Ustola, Starter Valfor, Cactuar, and Diabolos in that order from five to one. All right, so we we have beat Moogle 11 to death on this podcast. That, that card's insane. The card is insane. The fact that you can just, at any time you want, get any card you want for the low, low cost of tapping the Moogle and discarding Moogle, just th- there's nothing but value there. And then the decks that it's played in, like Mono Wind, which just kind of just keeps their value train going, or in like Earthwind, where you can keep recurring it with Minor and Menphilia and all that stuff. Like the the tutors you have, the tutoring power you have off of that card is just absolutely nuts. Yeah, and the fact that Earthwind can tutor for it too. So basically, yes. Star Sybil, as long as Mog's in your deck, essentially says search your deck for a card. Pretty much. Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's the main reason Moogle Eleven's on the list because just, just the utility it brings to Earthwind. That's already a deck archetype that has a lot of answers, and now it can just get those answers when you need them. Yep, and then you stole the L. I mean, again, not much more to say about the card. Like it, it just reads well. You read it, and you're just like, this has to be dumb. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of, that card's kind of the bane of my existence. I hate that card so much, but I mean, but, I, but I'm gonna play yeah. it. You know, because like you see that card hit the table, and you're just like. All right, I've, I've got to do something about this. I've got to find a way to get this thing off the board, so I can, you know, continue with my game plan. Because you know, like, because a good player is going to play with Yustola when you're trying to mount offensive, or like, it's time to Shantoto, or it's time to really play this summon that's going to turn things around. Not, um, you know, Yustola makes you say you better have another answer, or you better be able to get rid of this and still be able to play your initial turn. Yeah, like all these big summons that are being played now, all these high cost of stuff. Like you play a Ustola and you're just like, well, that changes my entire next turn now, or even the game in general. Like yep. I, I could be sitting on a Shantoto and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to Shantoto this two forward board because, you know, it makes sense, even though I'm not going to get, you know, the most value out of Shantoto I want. I have to do it now. And then they play mm-hmm. a Ustola and you're just like, oh, cool. And then also, she, you know, because she doesn't have any kind of entry ability or anything like that, like she doesn't stack to anything. So. Mm-hmm. As soon as she's out, she's just out, and now you're locked out of your summons and your autos, right? Like, yep. And she's also another card that really just kind of hoses fire. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's bad for fire. The fact that she's immune to damage is is really awful. Uh, same with lightning. She's she hoses lightning pretty well too. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's really really brutal. So then, at, moving along from that, we have uh, was it starter Valifor was next? Yep. Uh, Starter Valifor is another card that has just popped up recently. Just be, and this is mainly because of just what it does to, you know, the Earth, the the Viking Layla strategies, um, the value like the value Water Windex that are constantly untapping the value Windex like, or it's mostly I guess it, it's just in Water Wind because you need Yuna to untap your backups. Yeah, I mean that like, was the one thing right that we. we... So the mo- I really like this summon and I do think the power level is high. I know there's a lot of community members that love this card and, and understand that it also has a very very high power level oh it, i think it's insane yeah, i think it's an insane card. the only thing that keeps it a little bit lower for me is the fact that it really only gets used in one deck yep uh and that's wind water but the deck that it gets used in it's nuts right like i could play something for off once i get to five backups and i have yuna out as one of those backups i play a three cp whatever it doesn't matter you stole right mm-hmm. i didn't cast this off my backups 
to ready all my backups, and then I'm going to Diabolos, break a 5-drop, turn something to 1k, and now I've just killed two things, played a forward, and all my backups are like, I mean, I've used my CP efficiently, basically. Yes, and, and and that's what makes it such a good card, the fact that you just you use it in conjunction with all of these great value cards, and you've done so much, and it's cost you next to nothing. Yep. Great, it, absolutely great. Basically nothing, right? Like, you just... Yeah. Yeah, you got insane value for just having backups on the board. So. Yeah, and, and that's the name of the game in that deck. And then the last two are pretty obvious. The next one is uh, Cactar. Yeah. Um, This card's stupid. It's, it, you know, again, we're talking another tool for Earthwind, and, you know, there's just so many great cards that play with this. Uh, Barbarisha is one of them. Uh, obviously, Dataluma is the, the, the big one, like the big elephant in the room. Uh, the utility it has with Noctis. Yep. You know, late late game if you have Cactars out and Noctis, it's it's a huge threat. Like that that potentially could destroy three things on a board. And in this meta right now, killing three things is almost a board wipe. Yeah, I mean it's just versatile. It's funny how versatile a little card that just says tap deal one K is. Like mm-hmm. it only costs one CP, which makes it even better. Uh, you mm-hmm. have the break effect for like when you need to use that to either try to come back or just win the game. Yep. Um, and then yeah, of course, like two Cactar plus Donaluma is just unfair. <laughs> it's pretty lights out. Like yeah. the the card just does an awful lot, you know. And it's also great in you know like uh, win lightning decks too, when you can just combo that with the one CP Ramu or combo that with like Orlando or you know um, what's his name Angel Penance. There's a lot you can do. Like, Cactar just does so much for a lot of archetypes, and it, it's just good. It just does so much for so little. Yep. And then the last one, obviously, Diabolos. If you saw our, <laughs> yeah, if you saw our Q&A this uh, week, we did, like, what was the best summon in the game, and everybody picked this unanimously. Yeah, um, like, it, it, like, it, like, it wasn't even close. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's other summons up there, like Balfour, like a few others, but mm-hmm. this, to me, is still the best summon in the game. It just does too much. Yeah, and the fact that you can like there's there's no combination of because you get to pick two, which is dumb, and any combination of the two that you pick are all super effective in conjunction with each other. It just it it's it's just that card that sums up win to a T. It just does really stupid shit. Yep. Yeah, it's a great card. Yeah, and then next is uh, ice. So if you want to talk about the honorable mention yeah, there. So the honorable mention. This one was kind of tough too, but it, we, we actually all kind of landed on the honorable mention being Stellis. Um, like Celis is just a good card for Mono Ice because, well, just just for Ice in general because she's going to free. She does something when she comes in that's relevant. It has a very relevant ATB. Uh, she's a counter spell on a body, which is huge, and she kind of helps with like the pingy stuff that you can do in certain archetypes. Like if she swings and puts 4K on something, then you slam a Sid Reigns after that. Oh, that's brutal. That is brutal. Yeah, and then from five to one, uh, got. Shiva Opus Three, Devout, mm-hmm. uh, Renoa Opus Six, Sephiroth Opus Seven, and Genesis. Yeah, so kind of a usual suspects here. Um, you know, a lot of these, you know, everybody knows the power level of a lot of these cards. Shiva, you know, I know there was a while, you know, earlier this year where people were like, uh, Shiva's not that good because of Orphan. Then, then like Turbo was a thing, and you realized how quickly that you know somebody's playing Ice. You like coming down the home stretch of the game, you really have to choose your attacks wisely. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's a card you have to play around, even if it might not be in the deck. Right, because that, that that's an, I'm glad you said it like that. Because Shiva's one of those cards that just the threat of a Shiva 
is just as dangerous as the actual card itself. Yeah. And I think all the almost all the summons on this list are fall into that category. It's like mm-hmm. if you see that element, like you have to play around it, mm-hmm. even if it's not in the deck, like because you don't know. And mm-hmm. Shiva is even more so one of those things because you have to make you're like, oh, if he plays Shiva and those two guys, I'm just dead here. I can't attack, like yep. that kind of thing, you know. So yeah, it's brutal, absolutely brutal. And then next is uh, Devout, right? Yeah, Devout. I mean, obviously insane, right? Like, it's not yeah. color-locked. It gets its value off breaking itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the best breakable backups in the game, even though it costs four. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's instant speed. Uh, only during your turn, but instant speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do insane cards with the next card in Renoa, like, allow you to blink things. You, you want Renoa in the break zone most of the time. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just nuts. And then, you know, leading into that, like I said, Renoa, like, being able to blink the cards on this list plus other cards is just, like, blinking a Nidhogg, blinking a Sephiroth, blinking a Genesis, blinking an Ultimecia. I mean, it's a pretty long list. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the fact that they made pretty much a Restoration Angel for this game, especially in an element that has nothing but insane ETB triggers as it is, right? She's slightly undercurved, but that's kind of par for the course for Ice, right? But the value she gets like opus six was just full of i mean i can't tell you how many how many games during the course of opus six that all of us played where nidhogg got blinked by renoa yep multiple times or you know now ultimisha is a good target for that uh genesis is always a good target for that uh blinking lock to get the double discard on the turn like there's the card just does so much in an element that really didn't need it yep yeah i mean it just it's she's nuts man like i mean obviously like by herself she's not that nuts because she doesn't do anything by herself but she just needs one card out that's insane to be able to use her ability on it it's crazy and then she she, she definitely goes from being like an amazing card with something else out to just being a dud by herself yeah and then you know the next card sephiroth is a new card um i don't know if people have experienced this in their local meta but we have seen a lot of this guy uh I play decks that like to have cards in their hand. Uh, I play that decks. That. <laughs> yeah, I play decks that are you know things cost a pretty good amount. And the worst is, and I was talking about this exact situation yesterday, so I'll touch on it for like a second. The worst is when you have four four cards in your hand, right? And they drop this guy, and you're like, oh man, what do I discard? What two cards do I need to get rid of? And you make you you, you mull over it for like forty five seconds to like a minute and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And then you you finally decide on the two cards you want to discard, and you discard those two cards. And then they go, Sephiroth special. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or they just go, Devout Renoa. Yeah, or that. Yeah, it's like, you know, just do that first. Like, stop making me waste a minute of my time. But, I mean, I obviously, like, I you should do it th- that way. You know, mm-hmm. it's, but it's just annoying. It, ha- it happens to me every time. Um, yeah, because Ron is real big on the Mono Ice deck. He, he plays a really powerful Mono Ice deck right now, and Sephiroth is the cornerstone to that. that like, you play against ice these days and it's not even turbo anymore, but you still have to worry about your hand just getting stripped at any time after like turn two or three. Yeah. I mean, double separate, like separate, separate special. Obviously the flans are there. They're still mm-hmm. running like one to two set all stains. They have to be worried about Edward. Yep. I mean, it's, they're still good. This deck is still really good. This deck is still probably like, I, I would probably put it like tier 1.5, but yep. like it, it's, it's insane, and I think Sephiroth makes it more insane, which is why mm-hmm. he's this high on the list. Uh, also, the fact that when you pl- when they get you Hellbent, he's going to just dull and freeze and move something out of the way. Like, 
yeah, just insane value. Just the card's good. The card is the fact that he costs seven. It, you know, it, if he cost any less than seven, hell, I think he should cost eight. Truth be told. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think if you remove any piece of text on him, uh, he gets a lot worse. Like, I think it's the sum of its parts, right? It's <clears> everything <throat> all at once is what makes him yeah. good. And I think if I you remove one of those things, he drops pretty hard. And then number speaking, one is like, yeah, I mean, it's no shocker, right? <laughs> yeah, speaking of a card that's worth the sum of his parts, uh, G- Genesis has always been the best ice card ever printed. He will probably continue to be the best ice card ever printed because he does everything that ice wants to do. He comes into play, he does something, and then as he attacks, he's going to strip your hand. Yep. It's just, it's just good. The card is just good, and you will never find an ice deck that is playing less than like two of this guy yeah i mean he's a three cost summon on a on a three cost body right but he costs four cp and then mm-hmm. he has another effect yeah. <laughs> like it, it's insane right the card's dumb the card is just dumb and it will continue to be dumb but i'm so glad that now you know when you going back to the, the insane value that was that two player starter set if you don't have genesis and you haven't picked one of those up yet you better just you know i know stores are probably closed this weekend but Find yourself a store. Find yourself a two-player starter set. That way you'll have your three Genesis because that card's just dumb, and it will always be dumb. Yeah, so next is uh, Earth. Boy, our Earth Earth is nothing but bangers, which is so funny. Um, the honor And the honorable mention here is one of my favorite cards, probably my second favorite card in the game. Or it might have even, you know, you know, un, you know, well, I can't even think of the right word. Uh, just, I guess we'll just say replaced because I'm having a porky pig moment here. The card that kind of replaced Saban on it might maybe is my favorite card in the game was Noctis. That that card is just frightening because yeah. he's just well, good at all I'm, points in the game, right? I mean he right. he's kind of a better Opus One Cecil, and that was a card people were starting to play for mm-hmm. the end, and I feel like he's just better than that card. Yeah, like early in the game, you play him, you stop all kinds of like weenie aggro rush. Mid mid game. You know, he's going to start going toe-to-toe with things, especially if you have, like, anthems out. He's going to start killing, you know, he's going to start killing four drops and three drops, and you can protect him if you've built up. Then late game, when you're at, like, five or six damage, oh, dude, this this is where, like, the board wipe starts to threaten, where, like, you play Cecil, you dark, you're going to battle that, you're going to kill that. Noctis will kill that with his ability when you go to six. And God forbid you flip, like, a Titan or a Yojimbo on that thing. Oh, it's it's party time. Yeah, yeah, and then the from five to one. Obviously, the Earth cards are uh, Miner, Wall, Star Sybil, Shantoto, Opus One, and Dotaluma. Yeah, so Miner just it Miner is just such a staple now. The the, the 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 heart of like the recursion in a lot of these decks is Miner because he gets you something right off the bat, and then he gets you something back at any point in the game that you want. And the fact that it's not restricted to any turn, you can do it any time. Yeah. I mean, and this was probably the hardest slot was this last slot. I think the, the other four were kind of gemmies, I think. Oh, for uh, sure. This slot was hard, but we picked minor just because it goes in everything, right? Like, yeah, if you're playing yellow cards, you're looking at at least two minors, at least two. Yeah, and the fact that you can kind of keep looping itself if you get set up is pretty nuts and kind of just lets you access your break zone just at the cost of one colorless and, Earth, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, then the next card is the most expensive card in the game for a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. Wall, Wall's text is long; it does all good things, and it shuts off a mechanic of the game, so yeah. can't be bad. Yeah, and he, he's just an immediate threat. And it's kind of funny that how good this card is, we still don't think it's the number one Earth card because, like, 
right now, like with EX Burst not being a, hu a huge thing, you don't necessarily need three of in the deck anymore. I think a lot of decks now can run one wall, two walls, especially if you're playing like, like I guess because that wall is not that great in like a Warrior of Light shell, which, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of eating my words. I always thought that, you know, the light wall would never really take off, but it kind of has now, especially with all of these smaller two drops and these newer ones that have come out. But if you're playing like, I don't know, like if you're playing a deck that, you know, wall is good, but he's not the cornerstone of the deck, you can get away with two because you can always search him out and you can always recur it with minor. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, uh, like you said, like there are still high impact bursts, but it's not like people are running like some massive amount of bursts like they were to try to stop turbo's aggression. Exactly. Stuff like that. So you don't have to really worry about, I mean, it's still there. Like you can, you're still going to do it. You're still going to be like no bursts just for safety reasons. Oh, absolutely. Um, the other thing is like I think in a like in a vacuum wall is probably the best card because you just read him outside of even thinking about other cards and you know he's good. And yeah, I think he shuts, he shuts down a mechanic of the game. Which yeah, is I think busted. the at least two of the three cards ahead of him, Rawl, they need synergy to be good. Like they're obviously like three ofs for reasons. Mm -hmm. Um and it's not that wall's bad and that like if you're running three walls you're bad. Like nothing like that. It's just we think that the other three cards are in a slightly better place in the meta. Yeah, and, and, and again, just keep in mind this is a snapshot. Like, we're kind of looking at this, like, right now. Yeah, and I mean, that goes with the next card, right? Star Sybil. I mean, this card costs five. It's the EX Burst. It lets you search for a lot of really good cards, including the next card on the list, which is Shantoto. Mm -hmm. uh, you get to search Cam. You can search Mog. You can search Semi. Ajito. If you have Semi out, this costs three, and it's extremely unfair. Mm -hmm. Um you can break then you then it's breakable and you can just play a six cp or less for just breaking it like that's all you have to do um, yeah and just think of all the dumb cards you get to just put into play for free off of that and then, Cam, then if it's you got simi out you just play another one for three yeah it basically discounted your five and six drops to three if you have semi out it's pretty i mean you just have to wait a turn like that's it um yeah breaking this to get cam to go get chaos and all that like that the value train on that's nuts uh, breaking this sometimes just to play a wall or a Dotaluma is still fine. Uh, well, and the fact that it's an EX burst is what makes it nuts. I still have the Vietnam flashbacks of in my LCQ against Curtis in the finals when the six point of damage was that Star Sybil, and that just getting being able to get that Shantoto gave him enough cards to play the Shantoto. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the fact the EX is like the cherry, right? Kind of, like it's, it's it. it it just makes it even better than it is. And then, obviously, number two, Shantoto. Like, it's the best board wipe in the game still. I mean, oh, yeah. it if you're playing some kind of slow, grindy control deck, you're mm -hmm. probably running at least two of this card. Yep. You, know, you can get away with running less if you're running uh, Sybil, but that's really it. Like, other than that, like, you're running two to three of this card because you need mm -hmm. to have access to that board clear. And, I mean, not only does it board clear, it fixes your CP. I, I mean... It's well worth seven CP. Like to just put it that yeah. way. There's a reason it's it's held its value since Opus One. Yeah, and then number one, obviously, uh, you know, Big Dotaluma, right? Like probably one of the most unfair cards in the game. Yeah, like, I mean, no I, two ways there are other other. I think other cards is what make him more unfair. Like if he was just mm -hmm. a vanilla, or like if you look at like Mono Earth decks or whatever. Not saying Mono Earth's great right now. It's it's good, but like it's not like top tier or anything. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Vince. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> I mean, like you're not, you're not playing Dotaluma in those decks a lot of times. And if you are, you're running like one as like a cute thing to stop certain yeah. things, because they can't really unless they're running like Pelinor, like 
They're not really doing much with him. But like, you pair that guy with wind and oh, like, or, or ice. Yeah, or ice. And like it's just dumb things are gonna happen. Like Yeah, it just it just does so much because he, he can just start machine gun downing a board with like like you know, if you go back and watch Worlds, there was a, a match where Hunter Nance was on stream. He was playing his Earth Ice deck, and he had Rare Terra and Donaluma out, and that was a wrap. It was just just completely just just obliterated everything on the other side. Like Rambo coming out of the swamp. Yeah, it's like one of those chain guns where you just like kind of move it from right to left, and everything dies. Pretty much, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's the Earth cards. I feel like those are pretty pretty straightforward. I think. And so next is yeah. uh, Lightning. Mm-hmm. So our honorable mention on this one was Adia. Um, and I'm talking the uh, the EX burst 6 CP Adia that just breaks something equal or less to the number. It's equal or less to the number of backups. Correct, yeah, equal. So she can kill and, a 5-drop if you have 5. Yeah, and like, the card is just really good. And, you know, you, you now and it got even better when they printed the backup Adia. Um, because and now Cypher. Because you to see more Adia special. What's up? And, and Cypher, yeah. yeah Cypher, Cypher now you can search it out. Um, card's just really insane. It's such a good tempo play. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, not much more to be said there. I think she's just a mono lightning staple, and she's really good. Uh, so from 5 to 1, we have Alcid, Alice, Ramu, Zemus, Alua. Yeah, so we'll start with uh, we'll start with Alcid. You know, this guy used to be the big boogeyman of purple cards, and now, man, like, he's barely making top 5, in my opinion. Um, he's still good. He's still very, very good. But I think now... Everybody knows how to play around it. Like, you either, like, it's like one of those things that if you play a forward and you know you're playing against Lightning, chances are you've either A, you're expecting the Alcid and you've got an answer for it, or you've played something that'll have some kind of effect that if it dies, you can take, like, like you'll play Donaluma against Lightning. They play Alcid, the, the board's just gone. Yep. Yeah, well, and, I mean, um, or you have these summons that have been printed that just answer him, like, basically really well. Uh, yeah, you mean like, like one of the other cards on our list? Yeah, uh, that and like Yuri. I mean, that answers them pretty insanely well. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just kept printing things that kind of make it harder for you to outset. Granted, you still get if you get outset to resolve, still going to be a huge tempo swing in your favor. And yep. also as a new player, it's a card you have to still be aware of. Like you you mm-hmm. you remember the first time you get hit by Alcid. You will remember it. I promise you. Uh, yep. Like. He's one of those cards, and I think he still barely makes top five for me, but you're right, his power level is definitely going down, and that's why he's lower on our list. And the only reason he's still number five for me is because I think Mono Lightning decks still have to run at least two of this card. Yep, I agree. It's not the, it's not the 30 card deck that we've, that we've often said Mono Lightning is anymore. You're still He's still there, but he's not as powerful as he used to be. Yeah, and then the next card I think is a card people forget is a Lightning card. <laughs> I think it's I think it's one of the most important lightning cards, and that's Alize. Yep. Alize is the reason Scions are tier one. Yep, I agree. It's just, she makes the archetype, in my opinion. If they yep. didn't all have haste, they would. I think Warrior of Light would be the best tribal if all the Scions didn't have haste. Um, but the fact that they do have haste, I think, pushes them also into that tier one point five area. Um, mm-hmm. Just giving access to all these like big doofy forwards that bounce mm-hmm. off each other haste. That deal with dull stuff is just nuts. So, and the fact that it costs four means you just can't archer it. Yeah, and you can search it out. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just it does a lot, and it doesn't yeah. have much text on it, and it does a lot. Like, 
It's insane. Yeah, it's very to the point. It's a very like I all your dudes, all your scions have haste, and it turns out all your scions are super synergizing with each other, and it costs one less if you have Alpha not out. Yeah, which is I'm, even even dumber. Yeah, I mean if you can play it for the discount, by all means, but just play it when you can. Just play it yeah. as soon as you can. Like it, you won't regret it. Um, it's true. Then the next card is uh, Ramu. I mean, it's pretty insane. And this is the uh, obviously the Opus Six Ramu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, again one of those answers to Al Cid we were talking about. Yeah, I mean it's just a modal with a ton of good options, right? It kind of made monster mm-hmm. players pretty scared, myself included. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still have to kind of be scared that you're playing monsters if you see lightning cards at the table, because mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be able to like usually kill two things for just the one summon. Uh, worst thing you do is give a lightning forward haste. Yeah. Which is still really good because it could just win you the game. Yep. Yeah, card's dumb. And la- speaking of dumb, these last two cards are really insane too. Uh, Zemus is next, right? Yep, Zemus is number two. Uh, Zemus is a threat that when they when he gets played on the board, you better have an answer for him, or he will take over the game, and you will just lose. Just yep. there's just there's just no there's no way to sweeten that up. You will just lose the game if you cannot answer Zemus. Yeah, I mean, he's a card that requires you... He's slow, right? But, like, if you do not kill him, yeah, you're, you're probably just going to lose the game because they're going to keep, like, getting value out of their break zone. Uh, they're going to keep yeah. replaying Alua's. They're going to keep playing more Alcids. Like, you could play around one or two Alcids. You're going to play around six. Like Exactly. And, and the thing is, now Mono Lightning has... They have threats at all CP costs. You have the one CP ROMs from Opus 7. You could always bring back like a Regedia if you need to. Then you have a Lua at three. You have Alcid at four. If you're real fucking saucy, you can bring back Astinian. That's Idea too. Idea, like like every, all the main costs, you can. There's something to bring back that is a legitimate threat that could just blow your opponent out. All because you didn't have an answer for Zenus. Like that that card. The card's nuts. Yeah, I think if you're playing Mono Lightning, this is like a three up for me. At oh, least. Um, so. And even in other decks, too. Like, if you have, like, really high-quality recurrable lightning targets. But it mon- mm-hmm. obviously shines in mono. Oh, absolutely. Uh, then number one is everybody's favorite card, uh, Lua. So. God. The card's dumb. The card, like, I've never played a card. Like, it's a card that when you play it and, like, your opponent just looks at you, you're just like, oh, shit, I can't do anything about that. Yeah, I like, to, I like to play my Lua sideways. So. Oh, pretty much. And she comes <laughs> she comes into the board horizontal. It's, it's like Bomat Courier and like all the stuff from like the red deck, you know, and magic, you know, last um last standard rotation. You're just you just play it, it's it's already sideways and coming at you. And, and you hope, like you hope to God when a Lewis swings that you have like a burst on top that can kill it. Yeah, it feels really good when you kill her off a burst. Um yeah. but yeah, like the shield is really annoying and she has no business having the S that she has, but she has it, so God, the S is dumb. The, the S just wins games. And we, and we covered that a couple episodes ago. We talked about the top uh, S abilities. This was number one for a reason. And there's there's a reason this is, I think, the best lightning card in the game. And I, truth be told, I think it probably will be for a long time. Yeah, I don't see anything beating this card for a bit unless they just print something really nutty. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, so then the last of the main elements is uh, water. Mm-hmm. So the honorable mission for that one, we actually went with uh, Halicarnassus. Uh, newer edition. This card's nuts. Um, the fact that it just blanks everything, yep. and it allow it gives water the 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 opening it needs sometimes to take care of something. Um, being able to blank like a Yustola and you know, but granted, if you play Halakarnas and they have Yustola, I'll probably sack the Yustola to stop the ability. It's that powerful. 
Yeah, that's fine, though. I think you're okay yeah, with that. That's what you were looking to do anyway. It lets you deal with forwards that Water couldn't deal with before. Like, Correct, Z right. like Zidane, like Yastola. Because now mm -hmm. it opens them up to Fasoya. Yep, and that's huge. And like, the, and the, the other ability, like the discarding summons to break something, is just, like, that's just kind of icing on the cake. Yep, I think so, too. Yeah, and so from uh, from 5 to 1, we have uh, Kaidazo, mm -hmm. Opus 1, Rare Yuna, mm -hmm. uh, Opus 4, Viking, Mm -hmm. Opus 5, Cloud of Darkness, mm -hmm. and Fanfret. Yeah, so Cognazzo continues to be Water's primary win condition. Like, there's, like, you know, you know there's a point in the game where you're, you know, you're, you're playing against Water or you are the Water player and you're, you know, you got your five backups, you got three or four forwards out and you're like, oh, I think now I just play Cognazzo and win the game. Yep. Because, you know, Cognazzo Scholar, Cognazzo is still super, super powerful. It, and the fact that it can just put, especially if you have Waka out and Minwoo, oh, God, forget about it. Like, you, you need to have Cognazzo out of the way or you're just not going to win. Yeah, he's like a huge wall if you have that out. Like, you just can't get through him. It's pretty nutty. Sure. And then, I mean, obviously the rare Yuna. Um, the last couple sets, she's really shined really hard. Like, making Fanfrit cost two, making Choo Choo Lane cost three, your Leviathans cost two, um, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it's it's smart costing one. Yeah, her name is Yuna, <laughs> like so, which helps with like Valifor and stuff like that. So it's pretty nuts. Yeah, cards real good. Yeah, and then obviously the next one on the list, like Viking. Um, mm -hmm. Layla was a good card, still is a good card, but it was good because of this Viking. I think yes. if this Viking doesn't exist, Layla is definitely not that great. Um, the power level I feel like has came come down on Layla a little bit, and you're starting to see it because decks are getting tighter and they have less room for cards, and so making six slots is kind of tough. Uh, mm -hmm. But this Viking continues to still be good. I mean, it's three CP basically draw two cards. I mean, the last draw is delayed, but you're gonna draw you're two getting, cards you're, regardless of what happens to that Viking. You're getting that card. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. So yeah it's just, it's just a it's just a card advantage machine and you, you play it with you play it knowing you want it to die yeah i mean it also pairs well with the number one card on our list fanfare and the number two card on our list cloud of darkness because if you play layla viking it makes your board bigger for cloud of darkness and it gives you something to easily sacrifice for fanfare to force your opponent to probably kill something of more value yep and i'm i'm pretty certain cloud of darkness is the best water legendary ever printed yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, legend like water legends, I feel like have gotten shafted a little bit. They but they have insanely good commons and rares and heroics. Oh, they do. So they do. <clears throat> and then um, yeah, there's really not much to say about Cloud of Darkness other than that she it's just a good piece of removal that gets around a lot of the stipulations, like the can't be broken or doesn't take damage or you know, like Cloud of Darkness is just like all right, we'll reduce that by eight k, reduce that by ten k. Oh, it doesn't matter, it's dead. Yeah, power reduction obviously is the best like kind of removal per se because it's the hardest to play around right yeah yeah cloud of darkness is just an insane card and it's only matched by the insanity of the top card on the list and i fanfrit to me is the number two summon in the game right now yeah i would agree with that fanfrit would be number two for me as well it's just a ball buster man like you play there's so many things where it's bad it's like if you want to be the aggressor so you play a forward first okay fanfrit your guy's dead i have nothing on board have fun uh, I play Layla Viking. I have two forwards. You have to now answer. You answer with one forward. Oh, I'm sorry, Fanfrit. Like, yeah, it, it does a lot. And then if it, it gets discounted by Yuna, mm -hmm. but like you don't even need that. I'm fine paying three CP for that summon. 
Well, and then also too, like if you don't have any forwards on the board and your opponent plays something to try to be the aggressor, you just you just hit him with that personal pan famfrit. Feels great. Yeah, I and mean, it gets around wall too. Like if wall swings and you flip a famfrit, you're like, oh yeah, get that thing out of here. Exactly. Yeah, because wall it doesn't target right or it selects. Exactly. So. And yeah, your, your opponent has to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Opponent selects. Yeah, opponent selects. Yeah, choosing and selecting in this game is very different. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much the main elements, and now we got the the top for light and dark. Yeah, so we're only doing one each for light and dark, and then one honorable mention for each. So we'll start with light. Yeah, so the honorable mention for light is Fasoya. Obviously, it's just it, it has it's, it's it's the name of its own archetype. Um, it plays well with so many things, and the fact that you can just put damage on something, do damage to yourself, and you start triggering abilities like Noctis. Um, you get all those really because you know, it's primarily used in water or wind water and sometimes even earth water because of Noctis. Just being able to damage yourself and still use the burst and take care of something and then have something else take it, it's just nuts. It just it, it enables a lot of things. Yeah, being able to use the burst, I think, is what makes it super nuts. Um, it, yeah. it 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 made its own archetype, right? Like you said, I mean, it's a build around card, which is and if it, if a build around card is worth building around, it's always going to be nuts. Correct. Uh, and then yeah, I mean, the best like card in the game is Yuri. No, like by a mile. Like Fasoya is good, but I think Yuri is just the best light card that has ever been printed. And they're gonna have to make something really, really special to you know to be better than that because that that is a card that when it hits the board, if you do not have an answer for it, you are beyond fucked. Yeah, I mean, it turns out when your card text is a short novel, it's usually pretty good. Yeah, dear diary, I, I will dull <laughs> these three backups to dull and freeze your biggest guy. Yeah, I mean it's it's really good, and it, it obviously it pushes mono elements. I mean, you see them in two color decks too, but it really pushes the mono elements more. So mainly wind. Yeah, yeah. and and like the fact that there's a whole package like dedicated to them, like the uh, we we just learned yesterday it's a bird, but we're still gonna call it a tree because it looks like a tree. Yeah, if, if it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck. It's, it's probably, probably it's probably a tree, right? Yeah, that's, I mean that's how it's, it's got to be a tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, think we, I, think we, I think we also just found the name of the episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then dark, obviously. Um, honorable mention is Cam, right? I mean, Cam is really good. I, I know people might be surprised that Cam's not our best dark card because um, he still sees a ton of play. But and uh, he searches stuff out, and he, he's just a good cornerstone dark card, right? Yeah. Like, he's just good. Yeah, he's really good. He create he generates a lot of value, and he has to be answered like the turn he comes out or he's going to be extremely annoying especially if you're playing a monocolor deck yep and then yeah our best dark card um is another opus six card uh i mean opus seven sorry card uh and that's uh Galdus. yeah Galdus is just stupid talk about a card that you know we talk about value and just generating a lot of stuff like the fact that it's a three cp 8k that dude has no business being over curved yeah, I'm sorry. No. I, I'm sorry I ever said this card was like average at any point in time because I definitely did. I think when I saw this, they revealed it at Nets, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that card's just kind of slow. It's average." I was like, "Way wrong." I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah the card's dumb. Yeah, it shouldn't be an 8K. All of its effects are dumb. Um, it yeah. gives monster recursion to decks that shouldn't have monster recursion without having to splash mm-hmm. any other color. Um, it always is going to trade like almost always is going to trade at worst yeah uh, and then the random discard could just like make you feel so bad oh yeah because like you'll you'll pitch cards in your hand to deal with it and then it's like oh yeah you've got one card left yeah get it out of here yeah it's like yeah. and then oh it's a phoenix target yeah <laughs> like, god knows yeah i mean it's it's really good <laughs> yeah and like 
and and here's the thing right and you know it the fact that cam can search it out some people are like well cam can search it maybe cam's better no man like if you're playing a deck with cam and galdus in it just like you're just in such good shape yeah i think he's just completely replaced any need to play shadow lord or emperor and the decks yeah. he took their slots i think pretty much um, and you're still seeing Cam in those decks, but then you're also just seeing Galdus by himself in some decks. And, and you're seeing like two and three copies of him in decks, and that's something you typically don't see with like, with yeah. the exception of Yuri and yep. like Fasuna. Well, yeah, I mean, look look at the other cards we just named. I mean, that's why they're good, right? They're cards that I probably I can't discard for CP unless I'm playing another card. But and... you're still running three copies of it. That's exactly. how powerful. Yep, exactly. And and they have searchers, and you're still running two to three copies of them. Both of them have searchers. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he's Crystal Chronicles. You can search him up with Epitaph. Yep. These cards are dumb. These cards are absolutely dumb. I just I can't get over them. And they're they're going to continue to continue to be dumb and continue to see a lot of play because you these are cards like Yuri included. Uh, all four of these cards: Fasoya, Yuri, Gaudis, and Camp. These are four cards that like when they hit the board, like you need to have an answer for them. And you know because they're lighter light and dark cards, they might be a little bit more difficult to answer unless you have like you know like. When I say that, I mean like Minfilia, you know, obviously takes care of all of the problems there. Um, Fasoya can really only be taken care of by like Archer and Hecaton Chair. Uh, Min Once Minfilia can, can kill Fasoya's. Uh, Minfilia, yeah, she kills all four of them. But then like Heck, uh, um, uh, Cam, if you're playing against Monocolor and he, he lives a turn, eh, you're probably not killing him. Yep. And then and just, you know, and Yuri just is a ball buster and Gaudis also. Those guys just, they just do all the ass blasting. <laughs> That's all they do. You want to get, uh, you want the light card that blasts you in the ass, or the dark card that also blasts you in the ass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what you do is you play one of them and do some ass blasting of your own. Yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy is just one big ass blast, right? It's, it's one big ass blast. You're, <laughs> it's starting to look that way now that Turbo's gone. You're just building cards and blasting ass. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, like that, that's kind of what we look at. What we think are the best cards for each element right now, and um. I'm pretty certain that if you're building out decks with these colors, you're you're running some of these. Like you're just you're just not. There's no way you're playing decks that don't have these cards in them. Yeah, and I mean, there's obviously cards on this list that are really good as well. I mean, not not on this list, excuse me, that are also really good. That either like we didn't feel like they were meta defining enough right now, um, even though their power level is high. I think Sid Two is a big example of that. Like I know Sid Two is an extremely high power oh, that card's level card. Um, and I've been playing with Sid 2 a good amount. Um, but to me, the other five wind cards are just seeing way more play and are defining more decks that are making top cuts right now. That's all. Right. has nothing to do with, like, Sid 2 not being a good card, you know? Right, because we were talking about just overall power level. Sid 2 would probably be, like, number two on the on the win list right behind the Abolos. Yeah. But yeah, and, and it goes back to even, like, Fire. We were talking about Godot. I think Godot is a very powerful card. Ice Ultimisha was almost on the list. That's a super powerful ice card. Same thing with like Orphan. You know, those are just super powerful cards. Yep. Uh, Earth. I want to say we had um, like uh, Earth Cecil on there. Asmodai, Leo. Those are you know Lightning. The legendary Ramza from Opus Five. That card's nuts too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's so, a, there's a lot of good cards. The meta's wide open right now. Don't take this yeah. list as like you have to play these cards, but. Do take this list as, like, these cards you're going to probably see, you know? Yep, and do take this list as, you know, you might want to consider playing these cards at least, too. Yep. 
So, but uh, yeah, that's all we got, man. That's kind of our our wrap up. You know, this is this been a good year. Uh, can't wait to see what uh what happens in twenty nineteen. Yeah, um, and there, I mean, we, got... we I know we said earlier we might not have an episode, but we might have one right before New Year's, but we also might not. There's a chance we might just take that weekend off. We haven't, I don't know yet. So yeah, it, it really depends because um, I'll be out of town pretty much until New Year's Eve. Yeah, so I mean, we we there's a chance there's no episode next week, but it will be back the week after that for sure. And I'm sure yeah. we'll have to do a special reunion episode. We'll have to get a big round oh, table 100%. down. Hundred percent. We'll we'll have all 100 guests on. Yeah. It'll be like one of those music videos, like the like the what's going on, or like heal the world, or like or, we are yeah, the world, we are the children, we are the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be good. But otherwise, man, I've got nothing. Any uh, any parting thoughts? No, I got nothing. Well, this was a lot of fun. I have uh, enjoyed it. I've uh, been enjoying playing a lot of these cards over the last uh, you know couple months, and can't wait to see what happens next. So, with that being said. Um, also real quick before we sign off, um, if you think there's any cards on these lists that we missed, man, hit us in the comments, um, you know, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, or when we post this on our Facebook pages, uh, if you had if your thoughts on these lists, you know, let us know, man. We always love hearing what other people think. Yeah. You can tell us we're wrong. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, dude, we, we, we are no strangers to eating crow on this podcast, but we also sometimes are right, you know, so we'll see what happens. But with that being said. Have a good one. Have a good holiday. See you later. Happy holidays. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.